back to the crossover podcast the show where you get comics pop culture and sports and get ready for sports 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 because we are inches away craig needles inches away from a new football season how do you feel it's pretty exciting stuff i'm i'm ready i'm really looking forward to it yeah this should be should be another good season i'm really excited for this new bevy of young quarterbacks that we have in uh in this mm-hmm. um we'll have plenty of time for you and i to gush over this new young regime that we are hoping works out for everybody quite frankly just because uh, the old guard is just that getting old so it's time to get some fresh blood into the nfl that said you and i aren't here to talk about the new quarterbacks we're here to talk about win totals and here to mm-hmm. gamble on a few of said win totals so without further ado normally we try to do this where we split it into two podcasts one afc and one nfc but we are going to try to fly through this as quickly as possible and uh, get it all done in one fell swoop. So, with that said, let's start in the AFC East with the Buffalo Bills, who their big moves in the offseason were they traded Tyron Taylor and drafted Josh Allen, pretty much. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Currently, the Buffalo Bills are sitting at an over-under win total of six. Last year, they had nine wins and ended what at the time was the longest playoff streak or playoff drought in all of major North American sports, and in doing so, pass that title on to the Seattle Mariners. Buffalo Bills, nine wins last year, six is their win total for this year. Under. Under, yeah, I think so. The under is currently paying minus 165. On they the will Buffalo get Bills. quarterbacking that was worse than last year. Um, if Peterman winds up starting actual NFL games, I think it's going to be disastrous. Um He's listed a second of the depth chart. He's been getting some first-team reps. Um, I am not a believer in this offensive line. I think it's lousy. I think that's going to mean trouble for LaShawn McCoy. They're going to have a hard time moving the ball. And I think that they've got some good players on defense, but I'm not sure if they've got enough good players on defense. Uh, The defense was very good for them last year. I think they kind of got lucky in a few games. Give me the under in a big way on the Buffalo Bills. And I think that that you're, you're thinking to yourself, like six and ten is not out of the round possibility at all, and you're pushing if that happens. I think they're going to be worse than that. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't really have a lot to add about about the Buffalo Bills. There's not a uh, whole lot going on there. I'll say Bills Mafia is really excited though. Up here, we get a lot of Bills coverage in in Toronto because for some reason they're considered the uh, the local team around the southern Ontario parts. I guess due to close proximity, but there's more like. Steelers and Vikings fans there are around these parts and Lions fans than there are Bills fans in my opinion at least that's how I find yeah fair enough um yeah we hear a lot about the Bills and yeah like look I'm excited to watch people go through flaming tables on Bills tailgate like yeah, like, like any normal human being of mm-hmm. course I'm excited to see people hurt themselves in that way <laughs> but I don't think I'm going to see anything interesting on the field hashtag Bills Mafia uh, yeah, so under on the Bills. Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins, their big moves this year were they lost Jarvis Landry, traded him to the Browns, and obviously probably lost their best player in Dominican Sue, uh, who was released and then later signed by the Rams. I mean, yeah. This 
they, in my opinion, are probably going to be somewhat worse than the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Miami Dolphins, six wins last year, six and a half this year for Take the, the under there, too. Totals. Yeah, I, I just... The under is plus 115. If you're, I like uh, that bet. If you're feeling, uh, if you're feeling frisky on the Miami Dolphins, I, I like that bet. Yeah. I just want to ask you about the Sioux situation. Did you see um, on the Instagram when someone posted? I forget. It might have been the, the NFL posted uh, a 60-something yard touchdown run that one of the Dolphins' preseason po- opponents had, and Sue commented on it right up the middle. LOL. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> very good for him. <laughs> Not very nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now that I think about it, I mean, during the many years that Adama Kinsu was playing for the Detroit Lions, I don't think they once had a guy go right up the middle for like a whatever. And if it, if they did, and my memory is cloudy, I'm going to go ahead and assume it was Adrian Peterson, you know, who was somewhat still in his prime. Not current no. a- Adrian Peterson, but, you know, like... No, first the Adrian Peterson, pick. who was, yeah. like, the first, best player in the league, Adrian Peterson, yeah, that first, guy. Yeah, first overall yeah. draft pick in, in every fantasy league, uh, Adrian Peterson. That Adrian Peterson, yeah. Uh, yeah, so we're going we're going under uh, <laughs> Miami Dolphins. I, I, I mean, I mean, they should get better quarterback play if, if we're gonna if we're going to talk positive on the Dolphins, right? Yep. Yeah. Well, but like, should is a fun word. Yeah. <laughs> should is a One would suggest that perhaps Ryan Tannehill will be better than Jay Cutler was last year. <laughs> but who's to say? Who is to say? Uh, New England Patriots. Oh, yeah, they're good. Yeah, very good. Uh, I mean, usual kind of turnover with them. No Brandon Cooks. Lost Matt Patricia, who, you know, the jury's still out on, on that guy as far as a head co- as far as coaching goes. Um, other than that, just your usual string of, hey, they're throwing darts all over the place and getting rid of guys who they no longer perceive as useful to the Patriots football team. 13 wins last year. 11 is the 2018 win total for the New England Patriots. I see the Patriots just because we talked about two teams in the division that are bad. And we'll talk about the third one in just a second, but I have a hard time not seeing them win 12 games unless yeah. something bad happens to Tom Brady. Yep, over. Easily over. Like, the, yeah, you yep. need you need a... Uh... Like, are the Patriots really going 11? Like, the, the only way the Patriots go 11-5 and five is if they're 11-4 and four in the last week of the season and they have literally nothing to gain by winning Week 16. Yeah. That's that. That's all. But if you look at the Patriots' schedule, obviously they're going to be seeing the uh, the G- the Jets, Dolphins, and uh, Bills a combined six times, which is is helpful. They open up at home against the Houston Texans. And look, I I I'm I'm pretty bullish on the Texans this season, but the Patriots are obviously tough to beat at home. Then you got at Jacksonville. They, they play the entirety of the NFC North, but they should probably still other like they get Minnesota and Green Bay at home. So I, I'm feeling pretty good about their schedule and them winning 12 football games this year. So yeah, I'll take the over. I agree. Uh, over for me. 
Patriots. You, you know me. I've made a pretty good living on on somehow every year the Patriots are only ten and a half or eleven. I mean, usually there's some sort of horrible scandal involved where Tom Brady yeah, like, doesn't play like the first two or three or four games. Or and like, I, who knows what's going to happen to Rob Gronkowski? And, and still, who knows? But he, he's yeah. going to be there week one. Yeah, and and I, you know, you keep getting those low things. Now go, Belichick will still win, right? Like Belichick's still their coach. Tom Brady's still their quarterback until we actually see some legitimate cracks in that foundation always pencil them in for at least uh, 11 plus wins and if they only get 11 you still push over is minus 150 by the way so and the only way you're hitting that under especially in that awful awful division that they're in is there has to be some sort of injury something happens to tom brady is the only way that bet doesn't hit in my opinion yeah that's it that's it that's it completely agree next up the jets 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 who their big acquisition was obviously drafting Sam Darnold, who I don't know if it, it looks like Teddy Bridgewater might be starting the season. Where do you? Jo- jo- the, 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 the depth chart right now has Josh McCown as a starting quarterback, oh, Bridgewater goodness. second, Darnold third. Where do you Here's s- the thing. Okay, go ahead. Um, Teddy Bridgewater is owed exactly zero guaranteed dollars as of right now. Mm-hmm. Josh McCown is owed, I believe, six guaranteed million dollars. They can't cut McCown based on the contract situation. They're not keeping all three of these quarterbacks. I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is still going to be playing with the New York Jets when the season starts. Now, thank you for queuing me up for this, because you and I had a little conversation a few days ago about what the Jets should probably do with Teddy Bridgewater, and I threw out the suggestion that why the hell would they not just trade him to the Buccaneers? I think that at this point in their lives, Teddy Bridgewater, like, universally to a person, is acknowledged as a, as a very, very nice guy. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the bar to be a nicer guy than Jameis Winston is not difficult to clear. No, absolutely <laughs> um, And as far as quarterback talent goes... I don't think there's much of a difference between Teddy Bridgewater and Jameis Winston at this point in our lives. So I think the Buccaneers would be a better football team if Teddy Bridgewater was a quarterback as opposed to Jameis Winston. I really do. Now, they can't cut Jameis Winston because there's a lot of money involved in that situation. But um, I think that if they could get Bridgewater as their quarterback, that would be better than than Jameis Winston for sure. And at least you know he's going to be there and not do something stupid every offseason. Yeah, also, you're not going to, if you, like, at this point, if, if you trade for Bridgewater now, which I still think you should do. Uh, probably only need to give up like a fifth or something for him. No, yeah. You know what? You can give up a conditional pick based on the number of snaps he plays. That's Absolutely. how you do this deal. That, if, you're the, if you're the Buccaneers and you're the Jets or the Jets and whichever team, the way you do this deal is if Teddy Bridgewater plays X percentage of offensive snaps, like the, the pick escalates. Yeah. That's and, how you do it. And, and then, then it, tops out, it tops out as a second and it's a minimum of sixth. That's how you do this deal. And you know that they're not going to... Like, like, just basically, like, let's say they, they, they heed our advice and they trade for him tomorrow. Teddy Bridgewater's not starting week one. Just no. absolutely not. He's just not going to have enough time to have learned what they're going to do. And et cetera, the Vikings et cetera, tried that right? two years ago with Sam Bradford. He didn't start week one. He started week two, and it still took a while to get the playbook Exactly, goal. exactly, right? So, and then you can, you can kind of, I don't know, feed Jameis Winston to the Wolves, I guess. And then once that's done, you can... Jameis Winston can't play the first three weeks. Oh, also that... Yes, right. Because he's suspended oh, for oh, that. Oh, right, that thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, yeah. Oh, boy. New York Jets last year shocked everybody, shocked everybody, including myself, by getting to five wins. 
I and I they were three and two last year at one point I believe were they not or three and one or something I remember it was, they, and it was sure some they it was started, some stupid number yeah they started two and zero oh, and I remember their over under was was four and a half I remember the two the the two biggest ones I remember thinking the entire year were Jets under four and a half and Cleveland under four and a half and obviously one was never in doubt and the other one was pretty much dead in the water right away so. There's that. This year, their win total is six. The New York, the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. We have already two unders and one over in this division. Oh, I love the over in this. Yeah, I think I think I do too. I love the over. Yeah, over Let's just say minus. they go three and one against Buffalo and Miami, which is not all around possibility. And I don't care which of the three guys is playing quarterback. Yeah. Um, the, the rest of the schedule isn't isn't terribly cumbersome. Uh, we one some against of their my Lions. I'm, I'm like weirdly yeah. scared about oh. that game. Um, and once again, I don't think they're going to win either of these games necessarily, but they get Minnesota and Green Bay at home like the Patriots do. So I don't know. I, I think that the Jets winning seven games is, is not a difficult proposition to see. If they go three and one against Buffalo and Miami, they got to find three wins elsewhere in the schedule. That's it. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're thinking the over. In, yeah. for and the... then you push rather and then you'll find four wins. You, mm-hmm. you, you win your bat. So, yeah, over for sure for me. And so far, we, we I think we have enough evidence to sh- suggest in English that Todd Bowles is a pretty good head coach so far. Yeah, no, I, I yeah. think so, too. I think that they've overachieved based on the talent of the roster every year he's been there. All right, the AFC West. First up, your Denver Broncos, Craig, whose biggest offseason acquisition was clearly bringing in Case Keenum on a two-year $36 million contract. I assume he will be starting week one, even though he hasn't looked too too sexy in the yeah. preseason. The Denver Broncos last year had five wins. This year their over-under is eight. Sorry, seven, Craig. Seven. I was reading the wrong bracket. The Denver Broncos yep. is seven. Um, call me an optimist when I take in the over. I think that the quarterback play is going to improve so dramatically over what they had last season. So dramatically. That... Um, that, 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 that alone will make them a better team. Obviously, the defense is still very good and you add a guy who in all likelihood should be the defensive rookie of the year in Bradley Chubb. Uh, plus you also have to block Vaughn Miller who's on this team. Mm-hmm. Uh, still, I yes. think the defense, the defense is going to be really, really, really difficult to deal with. Um, the offense has to be like, they don't have to be good. They have to be mediocre. And they've added some interesting guys from a skill position perspective. Royce Freeman, a lot of people like, I think he's looked pretty good in the preseason. Uh, Cortland Sutton, Deshaun Hamilton, they've looked good as well. Uh, and obviously you have the, the stalwarts of Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders who are there. Um, if they can get some blocks and th- they've looked a little bit better that way this, this preseason, if they can get a few blocks. Uh, they're going to be okay. Where do you stand on Vance Joseph these days? Um, I'd like to see. I'm gonna. I'm okay with giving Vance Joseph another year. Honestly, I would have fired him after this past season. I would have. Um, but if, if Elway's argument was, "Hey, we had a situation where a lot of guys were hurt, and the quarterback situation was just not even close to being NFL caliber," so let's give this guy a chance with actual NFL quarterbacking. So I understand the logic, but I probably would have fired him. Mm. I think that the new wave of NFL head coaches is not guys like Van Joseph. The new wave of NFL head coaches is guys like 
Kyle Shanahan yeah. and guys like McVeigh, like definitely. guys guys yeah. who are like you know just like super super clever with the playbook and and looking for interesting innovative innovative ways to get defenses off balance or offenses off balance whatever it happens to be those are the types of guys who are the future guys who oh I'm the tough nosed defensive coordinator Vance Joseph guy I, 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 I Vance Joseph I don't know like you know. I just don't know if he's necessarily the wave of the future, and it's probably it's it's certainly hard to find the Shanahan's and the McVeighs of the world. I wish that the the Broncos hired Kyle Shanahan when they had the chance a couple of years ago. They wanted to make a move on the head coaching situation before the Super Bowl was over, but yeah, it was. Um, I, I just don't know if guys like Vance Joseph are the future of the head coaching position in the NFL. Is what I'll say. Uh, the the over is minus one seventy for you guys, so you're obviously in the. Uh, Vegas has obviously pushed the odds to think that the Broncos are going to exceed that, so you got to pay a little bit of juice for the over. I don't know. I just I, I, I can't. I'll be perfectly honest. I, I don't have a grasp on on what who's going to come out of the AFC West. You could talk me into literally any scenario. I think. I agree that you can talk me into any of the four teams. I was very much on the thought process that the Chargers were the best team in the division, mm-hmm. but that. That was before everyone got hurt in training camp. <laughs> Again, yeah, as is tradition with the <laughs> yeah. San Diego Chargers. Right? As, as happens every year. Yes. Yeah, yeah. so bad. So I, I don't know. Broncos, like everyone in the AFC West is a stay away from me. I don't have I don't have a single, I, like I realize we got three teams left to go in, in this division. I think but... most likely the outcome at this point is Patrick Mahomes is, is okay mm-hmm. and Chiefs win the division. I yeah. think that might be the most likely outcome. I think the best unit in the division is... If it's not Denver's defense, it might be Kansas City's offense. Well, let's slide right into Kansas City, who obviously trade Alex Smith uh, to make room for Pat Mahomes. And the other biggest acquisition, I would say, is they brought in Sammy Watkins on a three-year deal. Um, obviously, they, they cut kind of some of their you know older guys, Darrell Revis, Marcus Peters, et cetera, et cetera, are, are no longer there. But they've still got Andy Reid, and they've got Patrick Mahomes, who unlike Case Keenum, has been a delight to watch in the in the limited preseason action that he's got. Kansas City Chiefs, 10 wins last year. Eight and a half is the win total this year, Craig. I think the over. I just think that I really trust Andy Reid's quarterback evaluation skills. Yeah. You can make all the jokes you want about Andy Reid, the clock manager, and trust me, mm-hmm. I have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and we'll continue and, to do so. <laughs> but Andy Reid, the playbook author, and Andy Reid, the quarterback evaluator, mm-hmm. his record is almost impeccable. Yeah, I agree. Even money, too, on the over. Now, we'll take the over. Yeah, that's, that's one to think about. Uh, San Diego Chargers. Or Los Angeles, whichever team. Or Los Angeles, yeah, sorry, my bad. It's so, all right. Still not, yeah, still not used to that. In fact, I was looking in the S's for <laughs> San Diego there. <laughs> Los Angeles Chargers, honestly, pretty much coming back. Like, um, basically brought in Mike Pouncey. That's pretty much it, coming back. And he's, uh, he's helpful. Yeah, because very helpful. Because where they needed a lot of help. Absolutely. The problem is this. Jason yeah. Verrett's already on injured reserve. Mm-hmm. That's not good. Casey Hayward got hurt in camp. That's not good. There's been some other defensive situations. Joey Bosa has been mysteriously not around practice for a couple of weeks. Everyone's wondering what's going on with yeah, him. Yeah, that is Obviously, weird. Joey Bosa is a pretty important part of the team there. Um, if this team was healthy right now, I would say they are the favorite in the AFC West. But I think you're going to – if, if Bosa is not around, and we know that Verrett and Hayward may not be around. Well, Verrett certainly won't be around. Hayward, Hayward too. You're going to be able to chuck it on this team, and I don't think it's going to be that difficult. 
man, the char- if you're a Chargers fan, it's it's just got to be you got to be sitting there going, "God damn it, another year of this shit." <laughs> like it's it's oh man. It's it's so ridiculous. Uh Los Angeles Chargers nine wins last year. Nine and a half is the win total this year. I I had them I would take the under. Yeah, I would too. They were they were one of my one of my big ones last year that you know, they didn't get there cuz I think it was nine and a half again last year and they got to nine and they had all those weird losses. They had uh what was it? The Korean kicker or whatever who cost them like the first 3 4 games of the season or whatever it was. Yes. And, oh god. Uh not bad. Yeah, they were a team that I thought was going to be was going to outplay some of their numbers from last year, but I just look at the, the situation here and I, I don't know if, if the dudes are already getting hurt now. Then it's not going to end. This is football, obviously. I'm I'm just skeptical. Mm. Oakland Raiders, obviously, the biggest thing that happened for them is Jack Del Rio out, John Gruden in. Um, weird thing going on right now with Khalil Mack. Feels like they're going to trade him, doesn't it, Craig? Like, doesn't it feel like the, yeah. the Oakland Raiders are going to trade? Well, I read a report that said that Khalil Mack and John Gruden haven't had so much as a phone call since John Gruden was hired for that oh. job. And you know what? Like That seems not good. Here's the thing, though. Khalil Mack is an absolutely exceptional talent. Mm-hmm. But you cannot win in this day and age of NFL football paying guys like Khalil Mack quarterback money. Which is what the Denver Broncos did it. Yeah, like the, the but that is obviously the the rare exception there. Yeah, but like well they they were playing obviously Peyton Manning quarterback money as well. But yeah, the the, the Broncos had a, a, a Von Miller making quarterback money, mm-hmm. and they won the Super Bowl. So it's it's doable, but you just need a lot of stuff to go your way. Yeah, that's and if you ha- if you have like if one of those things is we've got Peyton Manning so it doesn't really matter who else we have on the offensive line right which yeah which was the case for the first you know 3 years that he was 2 years that he yeah. was there or whatever when he things, was just the thing, it things got weird the, the year they actually wound up winning wound up things winning, got yeah. weird as far as Manning goes but that was just the year where literally like that was the year where Jamal Charles fumbled on a meaningless carry and Denver won a game they don't win that game they don't win the Super Bowl that was the year that Brock Osweiler right. won an overtime game against New England they don't win that game they don't win the Super Bowl mm-hmm. that was the year they played the Steelers without Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown D'Angelo Williams their second running back also hurt like basically the stars super aligned mm-hmm. which I mean to this day the stars were against the broncos in every conceivable way the first three years of the manning run so they were owed that mm. nonetheless the stars align in every conceivable way for the broncos to win super bowl 50 you, you can't build your team with defensive players making that huge of bank unless you're getting out getting away with not paying dudes or, or you have a quarterback on the cheap or whatever it happens to be oakland doesn't have that oakland but, raiders Six wins last year, eight this year is the win total. Under. I I think I agree. I think I agree. Yeah, one minus one fifteen going both ways. So this tells me that Vegas has no idea what the hell the Oakland Raiders are going to do because they've gone eight. They've completely middled everything because they're eight minus one fifteen yeah, going wins, both ways. Eight wins, no big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no big. Yep. So they like the Oakland Raiders are basically a coin flip going going both ways. So yep, they don't know. Um, all right, we are heading to the AFC North. First up, the Baltimore Ravens, and the only question surrounding this team is when the hell is Lamar Jackson going to get in there at quarterback to replace Lamar Jackson? Lamar Jackson has not 
He's talking about guys who have not looked good in the preseason. Sam Darnold has looked aces in this preseason. Yeah. So has Teddy Bridgewater. There's a few other guys who are on that list uh, mm-hmm. that we've already talked about. Lamar Jackson is not on that list. No, <laughs> it has not true. been he good. Not, yeah, it's, it's true. He's it has not, not been good. I still think I would play him over Joe Flacco. <laughs> like, I still think I Honestly, would, if honestly. you're the Ravens, why not? Like yeah. this is the last year to pay Flacco anyway. I don't know if they're gonna, but I think there should. If the, if the Ravens are four and four, mm-hmm. and they're going into the game. This looks like a lost season anyway, or at the very least a mediocre season. I go see what you have. Yeah. Just see. Okay. Um so I'd have no problem with them doing that. Nine win, nine they wins, won't do it at the start. Nine wins last year, eight is the win total this year. Under for me. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And you're absolutely. getting and you're getting plus one thirty on the under. So I think the defense is gonna be a little worse too. So yeah, yeah under is fine with me. All right. Next up, the Cincinnati Bengals, who, man, they got a lot of weird crap going on. Um, they, they always do. Yeah, I mean, Vontez Burfecht is suspended for the first four games. Other than that, it's... it's Feels per- like Vontez Burfecht should just always be suspended. It's true, yeah. It, like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure... Football's like, unsafe enough as it is. Nobody needs that guy out there. Yeah, he's... he's like I'm pretty sure he has to legally change his name to Vontez Perfect, and then he has to have that S beside his name, like when you play fantasy football, right? Like, yep. like when he write when he signs his name, he has to legally put that S next to him when you play fantasy football. Um, other than that, pretty much the status quo coming back for the Bengals this year. Not a lot of like you know your usual kind of football turnover with them. Um, Here's where you're going to be better if you're the Bengals, in my Cord- estimation. Cordy Glenn obviously was there. Yeah, add Cordy Glenn. Right? Yeah, add Billy Price. You're going to yeah. be healthier. One would like to believe leave along the offensive line and you those jeremy hill carries that were going for two yards and then stopping yes. they're going to be replaced exclusively by joe mixon and giovanni bernard touches mm-hmm. feels like that's an upgrade um i would i would think that the Bengals are gonna be able to run the ball a little better this season will that mean that they're a better team we'll have to wait and see but uh i i, I the Bengals are better i can tell you that the Bengals are better seven wins last year six and a half is the win total this year over I think so too. I think they get to seven again. Yep. So you might have. To I can. I can see them going nine and seven. I really could. All right. Um, minus one sixty on the over for the Cincinnati Bengals, but I'm right there with you. I think. I think they go over. Next yep. up, Cleveland Browns. Who have you watched any of their hard knock stuff? I've no. I, I've like sort of like seen little highlights on Twitter, but I that that's the extent of it. Like I saw the whole Jarvis Landry thing, which is cool. But uh, yeah, <laughs> Jarvis Landry. The best thing I'll, I'll never forget. Someone I, I wish I could quote who it was. It wasn't me, but somebody on Twitter had a great line about Jarvis Landry when like some I, was, I think it was some Dolphins beat writer uh, had a great line when Jarvis Landry got traded to the Browns and he said something along the lines of, "Man, we're really gonna miss Jarvis Landry here in Miami." If it was third and five, he'd get you seven yards. And if it was third and ten, he'd get you seven yards. Right? <laughs> <laughs> this is basically it. Um, you know, so they traded They traded for Jarvis Landry. They traded for Tyrod Taylor. They drafted... Oh, God. Uh, first overall pick. Uh Help me out here, Craig. I'm, I'm blanking on on Cleveland's draft. Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. Thank you, God. I'm, I was having a vicious brain fart there. Baker Mayfield, who's looked decent. Yeah, Tyrod's looked good too. Tyrod has looked good. Um, where do you stand? Would you like? I mean, there's benefits to both ways. Where do you stand on the whole? Should the guy sit versus should you just throw him out there and let him 
To me, it depends on the guy. Yeah. I, it depends like, on the guy, how well researched the guy is, how well he reads a playbook. Like, yeah. if you have Peyton Manning, mm-hmm. like, throw him out there. Yeah, which, like, which they But obviously, did. there aren't a lot of Peyton Mannings around. Yeah. Um, but you look at the two great, the two best quarterbacks in the National Football League right now are Tom Brady, who sat for yep. a few years, and Aaron Rodgers, who also sat for a few years, right? So it's it's just... I, it, I completely agree. But what I, I would raise you this. Yeah. I think the, the third best quarterback in the NFL, I believe, would be a third-round pick who started as a rookie, Russell Wilson. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Argument, is that fair ar- to say? Argument could be made, yeah, that, that, that he is that guy, right? Yeah. It, I mean, it, I completely agree with you that, like, there's no – like, there's a lot of rules that I think you should follow and adhere to in when developing players in the National Football League. This one is just a total depends on, on who you got type of scenario, right? So I, I don't know if you want to say and Baker Mayfield. you don't always have Drew Bledsoe and Brett Favre true. to play ahead of that guy. Yeah, also true. You know? Very true. Yeah, Cleveland like, Cleveland Browns, like the the – God, like the, the, there was the the Hugh Jackson thing where Hugh Hugh Jackson like did you happen to catch that clip Craig where <laughs> Hugh Jackson basically sat there with you know Todd Haley who has more uh, head coaching wins than him by the way and <laughs> Todd Haley basically said hey listen if we're gonna be successful we need to do this and Hugh Jackson basically did the like you know Kanye West where he's like. You know, I'm, uh, you know, I hear you, and I'm going to let you finish, but I'm the head coach of this team, so your opinion doesn't really matter to me, right? And it's like, Hugh, you're 1-31, in 31, buddy, as a head coach. Like, you don't really have a leg to stand on here. I have no idea why this man is still a head coach, and I really hope they set the all-time record for losses in a row by a team because it, it really should belong to the Cleveland Browns. Um, Cleveland Browns, last year, 2017, zero in the win column. Five and a half this year, Craig. I like the over. Okay. I think this team wins six games. Uh, I think that they've improved just about everywhere on the field. Mm-hmm. I think that they are going to have much better, much better quarterback play. Tyrod Taylor is good. I like Tyrod Taylor. And here's the thing. Jarvis Landry, Antonio Callaway, Josh Gordon. I think that's pretty good. Well, obviously there are some pers- personality questions with Callaway and I, I don't know if you've heard this, Pierce, but Josh Gordon finds himself in from time to time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, but I, I think that um, I think this team's going to be pretty good. A conspiracy theory that Mike Freeman put out—he's a great NFL writer, and he and I follow each other on Twitter—did um, Josh Gordon just do the "I need some time for family" or whatever thing, just so he he wasn't part of Hard Knocks because he just thought that would just be too much of a circus? So forget it. I mean, it's so that he comes back to camp right as Hard Knocks is leaving. If that's the move, then I think that is a smart, 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 smart. smart I agree. SMRT move. Like I just, yes. yeah. Like what? Why? Like what's what's the point? Like just exactly, like just get yeah. out of there, get out of Dodge, and then just focus on football someplace else. I think yeah. that's a, it's the right way to go. Uh, so yeah, that's that situation. Um, but I like the over for for Cleveland. I do. My thing is, it's just like. Normally, when we watch these hard knocks things, we get like super fired up about these teams and pretend like they're going to go all the way to the finals or to the Super Bowl or whatever the hell you want to call it. No, no, this is not. I I'm thinking like, the Cleveland Browns will go six and ten. <laughs> yeah, like the but like the, the this I feel the exact opposite. Like I just I don't know. I see these like coaching meetings in the show, and I'm just like, 
these guys are completely screwed. And Hugh, like Hugh Jackson. Oh, okay, that's interesting. You think again, the coaching is so incompetent? I that... think they are so completely incompetent. And Todd Haley is. Uh, like, it's hard to argue that. Like Todd Haley is just going to be like I, I'm. I'm an under on the Browns. I just I don't. I think they're. I, I just look at the roster. and I think it's talented enough. I think you're right, like, but I think uh, but, they're a year away from being a year away. To, to quote a a a really good you know NBA drafter. But yeah, no, no, I. Uh, I, I just think the coach I, I see what you're saying. If so you like, like, but might Hugh like might Hugh Jackson cost them two or three games this season, and yeah. that kills your over? Like, and the over, that that scenario is in play. That the scenario the over is minus one seventy on the Browns, and the under is plus one forty. And I'm just like, oh like, really? The fact that I'm getting juice on a Cleveland Browns yeah. under. Oh no, I right? I didn't. Okay, yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna bet the under because I I really believe in Tyrod Taylor and some of the other guys on this roster, mm-hmm. but. You've talked me out of whether or not I think the over is a good idea. Yeah. I might just this might just be one that you don't bet on for me. Yeah, Pittsburgh Steelers, who I mean, pretty much status quo for for a football team going into off season. They lost a few guys. They brought a few guys in. We don't really need to go into the details. Biggest loss they had was you, you would probably mention is the fact that they lost <laughs> mm-hmm. offensive coordinator Todd Haley, who they let go and then promoted uh, Randy Fitchner. Um. Last year, the Pittsburgh Steelers had 13 wins. This year, their over/under is 10 and a half. Craig, I don't know if the Steelers get to 11 this year. Um, I kind of like the under, but okay. it might be a stay away. But I kind of like the under. Do they win this division? Yes, but mm-hmm. nine and seven might be good for that. I, th- I think you're right. I mean, I don't, I don't really have much else to add. The biggest thing going on with them right now is just the Le'Veon Bell limbo stuff that's going on where they keep franchise tagging them and then who knows if the hell they'll bring them back but it's the same thing they're having the same problem with Le'Veon Bell that the uh, Raiders are having with Khalil Mack right now where they have a guy who's not a quarterback wanting too much money and I don't know if uh, dollars to donuts I would bet that Le'Veon Bell is playing for a different team than the Pittsburgh Steelers next year because they can't franchise I think that's absolutely a bet yeah I I, I they can't franchise him again and that franchise is too smart to give that type of money to a non-quarterback. Yep. No, I, uh, I agree with that entirely. Um, I'm interested in their quarterbacking situation. I just, the, the way that Ben has played, every, the, oh yeah, his ankle's bugging him, his knee's bugging him, and his shoulder's bugging him. And I just don't know if the Landry Jones situation will work out. I love watching this team. I think that Antonio Brown is probably my second favorite player just to watch in the league other than Odell Beckham. Um, but I, I just don't, I don't know if it's there for them to have that kind of run again where they win that many games. So give me the uh, under. I completely agree. Um, yeah. I mean, they're the fantasy darlings. They're the most fun team to watch fantasy wise. You love to get yourself oh, yeah. a dealer. Oh yeah. You have Brown, you have Smith Schuster and you have Bell. Yeah. And they got that okay. new kid. That's, they got that that's new, really good. Yeah, and they got that new kid playing wide receiver who people think might even surpass uh, Schuster. Some of the fan that he's been a big sleeper for the fantasy guys. His name is escaping. James me right Washington. Now. Thank you, James Washington. Yeah, w- people w- like him a lot. Great fantasy name too. If you yep. if you're looking for somebody. All right, last AFC division this South. This is going to be. I got seven of the 32 NFL teams. I got seven over unders that I like, Craig. This is going to be the first one that I pop off on here. The Houston Texans, who had only four wins last year, but we all know why, are at eight and a half this yep. year. 
I don't. The the uh, the juice is minus one fifty five on the over. I'm paying it. Give me the over. I don't. I don't understand. Why I agree. No, I, I I'm really really bullish on the Texans as well. Um, they had just every single conceivable break go against them last year. Mm-hmm. If you have a healthy Watson, you and I are talking about this last year. Like it, it, this was one of those ones where you watch Watson in college and you're like, just you watch him make plays and how he has command of the pocket, command of the team. Like, oh yeah, this guy's obviously a good NFL quarterback, and yeah. somehow people didn't catch on. And I owe um, him a big. If I ever meet Deshaun Watson, I'll give him a big kiss on the lips. Tongue no tongue, his choice for that drubbing of Alabama in the, in the national title game that one. That day. was fun stuff. Mm. Um. Yeah, no, I, I very much like the over two. And let me read you the schedule. After They open up in Foxborough, which, admittedly, not easy. Mm-hmm. Although, if you're going to clip, in recent history has said, if you're going to clip the Patriots, do it in the first, like, three weeks. So, That's, true. Right. That's true. At Tennessee, home to the Giants, at the Colts, home to Dallas, home to Buffalo, at Jacksonville, home to Miami, at Denver. That's what they have up until the bye week. You, it feels like they could probably go on a nice run there. I agree. Probably go on a nice run there. Even after the bye week, things don't get too complicated. They have a week 16 game in Philadelphia, which is obviously on a Sunday afternoon. It's probably going to be quite chilly and uh, not an easy place to play. Might, might not matter for the Eagles, though. So Might not matter for right, the Eagles. We'll might not matter, might not matter for the Texans. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so, yeah, I, I, I really, really, really like the over for this team. Biggest thing was they brought in Tyron Matthew too, so like an already great defense. Got yeah, you, you bring know. him. So if you if, if Matthew's healthy, if Watt is healthy, hmm. they are going to be in a really good spot. I agree. So the Houston Texans over eight and a half. That's going to be one of my big seven this year. Are the are the, the ones I've got. Is it your shoe in of the week? My <laughs> shoe in of the week. Next up, the Indianapolis Colts. Um, Craig, if I'd have told you that. Colin Kaepernick has more recently played a snap in the NFL than Andrew Luck. Would that blow your mind? It wouldn't blow my mind. It would make me a little bit sad, but uh, it would not blow my mind, no. Because it is factually correct. Uh, Colin Kaepernick has more recently played a snap uh, than Andrew Luck, who I am glad is allegedly back to full health. Um, Please, for the love of God, Andrew, just take a slide if you have to. (laughs) You know, like, like just give yourself up. You getting... An extra two yards on some junk play for the Colts is not something I want to see while, like, smashing your body up. Um, other than that, they really – their biggest acquisition was uh, when they traded the uh, number three pick to the Jets, obviously, to get all that stuff. Uh, they fired Chuck Pagano, uh, brought in Frank Reich, who is going to be the new head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. Andrew Luck, again, like we said, hopefully healthy. Last year, four wins for the Colts. This year, they're over under six and a half. If Andrew Luck plays 16 games, they're, they're winning seven of them. Yeah. So if you go over, the over is minus 170. Uh, so you're paying a little juice, so I don't like that. So the Colts are stay away from me because I don't want to pay the minus 170. But I completely agree with your logic there. If, if Andrew Luck plays 16 football games, they win seven or eight. And you easily get this over. Yep. And yep. like. I don't know. Is there, other than Aaron Rodgers, maybe, is there a scarier quarterback when you're, like, up four, but the other the, but the other team's got the ball? Like, is there a scarier quarterback? You're up four well, with, like, three minutes left. Tom Brady. I I mean, yeah, um, Tom Brady's rarely down four with, like, three minutes left. Yeah, like, yeah. You, you know. But, like, yeah, you're, like, from a perspective of, oh, man, this guy's going to steal this game from us, yes, I would say that yeah. Luck is the second guy other than Rodgers. From two years ago. So, what kind of guy is Andrew Luck right now? Mm-hmm. 
hopefully yeah. a, hopefully a more cautious Andrew Luck. Well, not too cautious, but cautious enough that he doesn't get himself blasted anymore. But uh, yeah. All right. Next up, the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, who signed against my wishes Blake Bortles to a two-year extension. Um, they brought in DJ Hayden. That was a nice little move. Um, other than that, you know, they just re-signed some guys. Brought in Dante Moncrief to be a uh, Marquise Lee for extension. So they bolstered the the, the receiving core. They lost uh, Alan Hearns. So that that was basically the uh, the big move. Other than that. This is the team that, by all accounts, should have represented the AFC in the playoffs. Or in the Super Bowl, but did not, unfortunately. Ten wins last year. Nine is their win total this year. I'm going to... The defense is really good. But here's the thing about the defense last year is no one ever got hurt. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that it's a certainty someone will, but I just feel as though you're playing with fire for expecting that to happen again. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll take the under. Yeah, I, I... I I don't like doing it. I don't like doing it. If I thought they were going to get mediocre quarterback, play, I would not be doing that. Yeah, I like they were a team like obviously they can't trade for Teddy Bridgewater now because of the Blake Bortles extension, but they were a team yeah. that I would have said for the love of God, trade for Teddy Bridgewater, please. You think, though, you look back on this offseason, you think about the quarterbacks that were out there. Why do you sign Bortles to that extension? Why don't you at least call Kirk Cousins and say, hey, look, like, obviously the Minnesota offer is good, and they've got a really nice roster, too, but what do you think about coming to our team? Yeah. Like, why would you box yourself in with the Bridgewater extension? I mean, not the Bridgewater, the uh, Bortles extension. I don't get it. Not only that, but you could make the sell that, hey, our division looks a lot more fun to play in than the NFC North, right? Who... Like, yes. you know, hey, you got to go play Aaron Rodgers a couple of times. And then the Detroit Lions, yeah, I know they're, like, no shakes, but I don't think you're going to be able to go in there and, and just automatically say it's a W. Same thing with the Chicago Bears this year, who are going to yeah. be slightly Much better. Much better. Right? Yeah. Um, no, I agree entirely. And here's, like, what, what, you can call you could have called Case Keenum. Mm-hmm. See what was up with him. You could have called the Kansas City Chiefs about Alex Smith. Yeah. Right, there are a lot of things that you could have done at quarterback this offseason they, that were just yeah. right there for you, and they didn't do them. Yeah, they just decided to dig their heels in with Bortles. So, all right. Yeah. What are you going to do? Mistake. Uh, yeah. Last up for the AFC, and this is going to be the second of my big seven, Craig. The Tennessee Titans, last year, nine wins. This year, their over-under win total is eight. I am under, under, under under heavy under and Tennessee um again much like uh, who was it earlier that was compl- oh it was uh Raiders uh Vegas has no idea what the Tennessee Titans are going to be so they've completely middled them with eight and minus 115 going both ways but I heavily heavily believe that the Tennessee Titans were fraudulent last year and I agree and I am going with the under I agree with you here's the one hesitation I have is Mike- we don't know what Mike Vrabel, Vrabel. is as an yeah. NFL head coach it's true but I feel very confident in saying he's better at it mm-hmm. than Mike Malarkey. That's true. I'll give you that. That said, I'm still yeah. And I like Matt LaFleur under. as an offensive coordinator. So I, I think that they were fraudulent last season. They won a lot of games that they – well, I shouldn't say a lot, but they won some games that they should not have won. Uh, they pulled some games out of the fire. Mariota, like, regressed badly last year. I'm wondering how much of that was on Mariota and how much of that was on a really, really awful offensive scheme. Tough to say. So I, I agree with you. I like the under from the t- perspective of the talents on the team. I just feel as though there's going to be a significant improvement from 
the organizational perspective as far as the head coach goes. They did add Malcolm Butler too. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm just I I love the under here on the Tennessee Titans. I'm 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 gonna go there. I like the fact that we're getting middled. So I I, I don't from a ta- again from a talent perspective, I don't disagree with you. The only thing that I'd be watching for is yeah, they're I, able. I, I'm not saying I'm certain that they're going to have a significant improvement from a head coaching perspective. But there's a chance of that, you know. I, yo, I, I, because I, 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 at the very least, I don't think Vrabel's going to be awful, and Malarkey was truly awful. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. On and they the, won a fucking playoff game. True, anyway. yeah. <laughs> uh, against the Bills, though, and wasn't it yeah. like nine, nine? No, it was seven? against Kansas. It was, it was oh, against Kansas right. City. Yeah, is that weird Kansas City game? Andy Reid. That's that's one of my favorite stats. Is Andy, that Andy the uh, bless him? Marcus Mariota tied the all-time record for. Uh, Playoff wins as a quarterback at Arrowhead Stadium with a bunch of guys who have never played for the Kansas City Chiefs. And Joe Montana. Including, <laughs> and Joe Montana. Yeah. <laughs> Don't always on that list. Oh, God in heaven. All right. The National Football Conference. First up, the NFC East and America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, who will be Des Bryant list for the first time in forever. It's 2009. That was the last time. Long time, long time. Um, brought in Alan Hearns, I guess, to replace him. Two years, $12 million. Other than that... I I think this team is bad, Pierce. Yeah, oh, I think they're this very bad. a bad football team. I think they are very bad. The Dallas Cowboys, nine wins last year, eight and a half. Uh, is the over/under win total? Travis right. Frederick comes out today, and he's got, he's got some sort of strange illness. Zach Martin has been banged up this preseason. That's the strength of the team, obviously, is the guys who are blocking up front there. I I just think this team isn't good, okay. and okay. I uh, uh, again, what, even if you think Dak Prescott is more like the Dak Prescott from his rookie year as opposed to last season, he's throwing to Allen Hearns and Terrence Williams, like. Mm. Okay, um, I just don't feel like there's a lot of game-breaking speed on the outside there. Um, Des Bryant, obviously he slowed down a little bit, but he was still a guy who could jump for those. He, he could beat people in those physical battles, those jump balls. He was still a good run after the catch guy. Des Bryant, I think it's pretty clear to say he's one of the three best receivers that the Dallas Cowboys franchise has ever had. I think they will miss him. Uh, and yeah, Zeke is good, but... Um, I, I don't like this team on offense, and I don't like it on defense. I think this is a lousy football team. I'm taking the under in a big way. I, this is, if I was going to say my lock of the my lock of the season, I'd feel the under on the Cowboys winning. I don't think the Cowboys are winning nine games a season. Tell you that much right now. Still, still got the Jason Garrett coaching them too, who is just like, man, he should have been fired years ago. God, yeah, Dallas Cowboys under, and the under is only minus one twenty-five. Shockingly, I was honestly expecting to pay like one fifty, one sixty juice on on the Cowboys under. Maybe it's just the fact that it's the Cowboys and there's enough juice going on the over. They don't feel they have to do that. Completely agree. They are one of the big ass public teams. Overs on, overs minus one hundred five, Greg. <laughs> so yeah, and, love the under. And love I do not the think under. they're going over. Um, number three on my big seven is going to be the next team, the New York Football Giants, Craig, who have rid themselves of Ben McAdoo. And his entire staff, and then have brought in Shermer, Shula, etc. Um, other than that, they signed Nate Solder to a four years. That was their big offseason signing to help shore up that incredibly terrible offensive line that they had last year. Um, they traded Jason Pierre-Paul, so he's no longer with them. Other than that, you know, probably most like more and more 
few like random signings and releasings, as is often to do in the National Football League. The New York Giants, three wins last year. Over-under is seven. It actually opened up at seven and a half, and it has somehow moved down to minus uh, to just seven. I um, love the over. Love it. Absolutely. My, I agree. Over seven for the for the New York Giants for me. I love them at over seven and a half, and I like that I've lost that half point now. So now I have you, an you opportunity that the, you, to... Yeah, no, I'm with you. Yeah. You said that you can push if they go seven nine. Yep. You said that the Steelers were the darling fantasy team, which they are. But Odell Beckham Jr., Sterling Shepard, and Saquon Barkley. It's yeah. pretty fun. Barkley was obviously. I forgot to mention Saquon Barkley earlier when I was doing my rundown. Drafted him, and uh, and you know what else they did in the draft that I really love was Will Hernandez at a UTEP. Mm, yes, yes. Get him in at left guard. You know, they, they've got some spots in the offensive line, Eric Flowers specifically, that uh, are still not great. But, you know, they, they're, they're going to be better there than they were last year. The scheme, I think, is going to be better. So I'm uh, I'm in on the Giants. Uh, yeah, I just – there's just no possible – it was just like they they were the team – and it's weird to say this in a year where a team went 0-16, but the Giants were the no-effing-way team last year, weren't they? Oh, yeah, just every single thing that Gilron did. It was them and you. Them, it was either them or Houston. But, like, Houston wasn't even I, really, like, everything I, went wrong. It was just their quarterback got hurt, right? Yeah, well, and so did J.J. Watt and yeah. so did a bunch of the guys on the defense. But the point stands. Yeah, um, I, I, the Giants uh, just, the off-season, yeah. like, the off-field as much as the on-field and everything, it was just, yeah. The, well, Ben McAdoo obviously was reviled in New York on his way out. And you know what? Rightfully so. The way he handled the Eli Manning situation was deplorable. Oh, God. Um, even if you even if you think Eli Manning is done as an NFL quarterback. I don't. I think there's a little more juice left in there if the, yeah. if the, the scheme is right. But even if you think Eli Manning is done as an NFL quarterback, that's not the way you do that. That is yeah. not the way that shakes down. So Completely he will. Right. That, will be, that will be McAdoo's legacy forever. And rightfully so. He earned that. All right. Next up, the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles defending their crown. Um, they lost Frank Reich. They gained Michael Bennett. It's <laughs> pretty good. Yeah, my God. Uh, they signed Hololi Nada. To, pretty good. Uh, why the hell not? Just as a depth guy, right? Yeah. Well, they're already the, you're already yeah. the deepest defense exactly. in the league. Why not? Why not add somebody else? <laughs> why not get somebody yep. else? Uh, last year, 13 wins. This year, over under 10.5 for the Philadelphia Eagles. Over. Yeah, the only thing, I'm not going to bet it, but the only the, the only thing, and there's no rationale, I have nothing to back this up. I have no claim of how it may happen or what could possibly go wrong, but the only, the, like, the only tic-tac in the back of my head is just the Super Bowl hangover, Craig. That's it. Yeah. Right? That's Here's the, what I like, would say for the Super Bowl hangover. And there's no rhyme or reason for it, but... They're just so what goddamn deep. Right? What I'll say for the Super Bowl hangover is the team's starting quarterback, who was playing at an MVP level last season, mm-hmm. wasn't on the field when they won. Does that change it? Okay, we got to get one for Carson out. Does that change the motivation? Does that change the focus at all? So I know that's like narrative-y type stuff, but I just think the roster's really good. Yeah, but obviously uh, the roster, the roster I think, is the best. Is, is, is the narrative be- type crap too, yeah, right? Fair like, enough. I, like, I don't have any real thing to, to disparage the Philadelphia Eagles right now. The only thing that, like, like I said, the only thing that keeps me. From uh, it's the best on roster. Is that right? uh, them or Minnesota have the best roster in the NFL? I mm-hmm. think that's pretty clear. Yeah, it's one of those two teams. Yeah, completely agree. Um, next up, the Washingtons, um, who get Alex Smith from the Chiefs. That was their biggest. Other than that, pretty much just regular sign ins and outs. They also signs. signed 
a guy named Adrian Peterson. Yeah, that just happened, right? It's, it's, in yeah. fact, it happened so recently, it's not even on the thing that I'm looking at right now. So they brought in Adrian go. Peterson. But is uh, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you, Craig. He's bringing in Adrian Peterson in 2018. Is that insanely newsworthy? Uh, no, other than I think that two, 2018 Adrian Peterson is still better than 2016 Rob Kelly and 20, uh, 2018 Rob Kelly and 2018 Samaj P. Ryan. All right. You, None of those players are as good as as Chris Thompson. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can't play Chris Thompson every down because you would kill him. Yes. Uh, so, yes, I, uh, I I think that they improve a little bit, but I'm not sure how much it matters. Uh, you know, Smith's fine. I think getting Smith away from Andy Reid may not necessarily be a good news story. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of Reeds, you don't know how much Jordan is going to be on the field, and I love Jordan Reed, but you, oh. don't know, you just don't know how much he's going to be around. The most frustrating guy if you play fantasy football, if you've ever owned him. Is there a more frustrating player than Jordan Reed? Yeah, because when he goes, he goes, and when he's not, he's in the concussion uh-huh. protocol, right? So. Yep. Or there's something wrong with his knee or whatever. Mm. I think the defense is bad uh, mm-hmm. for the Washington team. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm not bullish on this group. And you know, Jamison Crowder is all well and good. I don't think Josh Doxson's any good. I think that was not probably not a great draft pick. I know that he's good red zone threat, but um, no, I, I think this is a uh, much like I don't think they're quite as bad as the Cowboys. They won't finish fourth, but they're not good. So under for me. Seven wins last year, uh, win total seven. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I knew seven. But, uh, yeah, no, they're not winning seven. Or at the okay. very least, if they go seven and nine, it's a very nice season for them. You push it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really about the under there. All right. Next up, the Arizona Cardinals, who Carson Palmer announces his retirement. They sign Sign Bradford. They sign Mike Glennon. They lose Tyron Matthew. A lot of, lot of big names in and out of this particular lineup. Last year, eight wins. This year, five and a half is the is the win total for the Arizona Cardinals, Craig. I don't know. Like, over's I'm going to say... Over's minus 180, under is plus 150. I like the under, then. Uh, yeah, you got to take the under with the, when you're getting those numbers. I, I just I think you have to. Cause you, you I just don't know. I, I'm confused as to they're going to have some problems blocking some people, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I don't like. Obviously, we don't know how much Bradford's going to be on the field, so maybe Josh Rosen has to get in there a little bit earlier than he normally would have. Um, the wide receivers, like Larry Fitzgerald, is uh, first ballot Hall of Famer. Larry Fitzgerald's a fantastic player, but uh, the wide receiving group is not great. Um, obviously, David Johnson's really good, but I'm just I'm skeptical about this 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 roster, to be honest. Yeah, I, I just I think they're going to be so bad, and just staring at those numbers, you can't pay the minus one eighty juice on the Cardinals. It's, that's just not smart money, in my opinion. So take yeah. the take the under if you're going to bet the Arizona Cardinals. Yep. Uh, next up, this will be number four on my big seven, Craig. The Los Angeles Rams. Last year they won eleven games. This year their over under is ten. I am taking the over on the Los you know- Angeles Rams. I was talking about this with my brother-in-law, and we were saying, okay, there's what potential for one of those teams that, you know, there's a lot of hype in the offseason, and a couple of things go wrong early on, and then, hey, maybe things are going to go bad, which, yeah, they could, mm-hmm. but let's check the schedule, shall we? Yeah. They open up on Monday Night Football against the Raiders, then they go, then they have a three-game homestand, Cardinals, L.A. Chargers. And and again, the Chargers a little bit banged up already, and the Vikings. The Vikings is a tough one. That's a big game, by the way. It's a Thursday night game, which I the fact that that game's on Thursday night football oh, infuriates me. God damn it, man! That's Sunday night. Flex it to Sunday. 
Yeah. Or how about we just don't do Thursday Night Football anymore? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I'm 98% convinced that the NFL is just doing Thursday Night Football for now so they can use it as a negotiation tactic in the next <laughs> CPA. Like, okay, if you, if, you, if you guys take a pay cut, we'll get rid of Thursday Night Football. Yeah. And sadly, the players will have to be like, yeah, all right. Uh, anyway, um, I think they have a chance. To, I thought that things could go off the rails if the schedule started tough. I don't think the schedule is going to start tough, though. Yeah. So... I, I kind of like the the over as well, um, or at the very least for me, it's a, it's a stay away, but I was originally thinking, oh yeah, the under, but the more I look at it, the more I'm not comfortable with that. I mean, the biggest loss they have was losing LaFleur, right? Like, they, they lost LaFleur as yeah. their coordinator, but they bring in Marcus Peters, they bring in Tlaib, they bring in Ndamukong Sue, right? And, and like, Aaron Donald, obviously, they got some weird contract stuff going on there, but... Uh, like, unlike Khalil Mack and Le'Veon Bell, I do think the Rams will figure that shit out. And, man, they're they're just, like, Indomitian Sue is going to be the second or third best guy on this line, for God's sake, right? Like, oh, they're going it's, to it's insane teams. It's insane. The defense, it, like, again, the Aaron Donald situation clearly is, is up in the air. Mm-hmm. He says he's not going to play under this deal. I think that's something that you say, but then you show up anyway because you don't, you want to get that accrued season for free agency. Mm-hmm. If Aaron Donald's not around, this change, this conversation changes a little bit. I think he'll be there. Um, but yeah, Brockers, Sue, Donald, that's really good stuff. Then you go in, like, you know, there's some pretty good players, obviously, in the secondary. Uh, they go get Marcus Peters. They go get Aqib Tlaib. The offense should still be pretty good. Todd Gurley's on this team. We haven't said that name yet. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, they're they're pretty good. Oh, and they go they go out and get Brandon Cooks this offseason. Next up, we got we got back to back back to back guys here. This is going to be number five of my big seven, the San Francisco 49ers, who last year won six games, most of them on the back half of the season when they started Jimmy Garoppolo. There was a significant improvement in the quarterback play. Yeah. Yes, this year eight and a half is the win total. And you mention overly hyped teams with the Los Angeles Rams, Craig. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and take you up on this offer but with the San Francisco 49ers, and I'm going to take the Niners under eight and a half wins. Well, that's interesting because mm-hmm. um, we talked about schedules. Yep. Um, the Niners open in Minneapolis against the Vikings. Yep. Home against the Lions, which is sure. And then in Kansas City against the Chiefs. Hypothetically, they could start one and two, couldn't they? Yep. I just think I, I, I just think the, the Niners are, are a year away. I think they're a year, year or two away. I, I think. I just think that the concept of a year away in the NFL, like yeah, I, I, you understand. It just I'm moves saying. so fast. I know what you're saying. True. I, just, I just think it, it moves so fast, and yeah, they might be a year away from being a Super Bowl contender, but I'm mm-hmm. not sure they're a year away from being nine and seven. You know? Yeah. When I say a year away, but like like a year away, you're you're absolutely correct in saying that like uh, the year away from being a year away is not the same thing in the NFL as it is. Where that that line originated in the NBA, and obviously in the NBA, it's a bit things are a little clearer. Um, I think, however, that the year away thing can be used in the National Football League when you have a quarterback who looks like he is going to be top seven, chance to be top five, chance to oh, be yeah. top three for the next decade in Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, so, if, if if someone if someone said comes like gets out of a flying DeLorean on your lawn right now and says Pierce. 
I, I need to talk to you about something uh, first. We have to do something about your kids. But then secondly, <laughs> they say Jimmy Garoppolo is has been the best quarterback in the NFL over the last 10 years, by the way. You'd be 0% shocked, I think, Absolutely. if someone said that to you. Yeah, not not even a little bit. No. Um, yeah, I just I just don't I just don't think that this is the year. I, I just think and you mentioned the schedule. I, I, I think that there's a chance for them to fall out. I, I just don't think I think the hype train is too severe for the Niners. And I just think the eight and a half is too high. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I don't know if they're a Super Bowl contender, but I think I have a hard time saying they won't win nine. You know where else they really improve is the offensive line. They go draft McGlinchey. People mm-hmm. say Lakin Tomlinson looks like he's really figured it out. Okay. In San Francisco, you got Joe Staley there. Weston Richburg is good. Josh Garnett, his first round pick a couple years ago. I think it's a pretty good, pretty good group along the line there. So if you can get that time for for Garoppolo, you've got some weapons like McKinnon, Marquise Goodwin. Obviously, is a guy that the defense has to think about every time he's out there because he could do weird things. Um, I don't know. I'm uh, and, and Dante Pettis is a nice one too. I, I I I like the coach and I like the quarterback and I'm not sure how many NFL teams I can say that about confidently. All right, so we disagree on the Niners. Yeah, like we, we disagree. Right. So that's, on the Niners. That's, that's I think this is the first one where we're where we're we're but yeah, like we, there's been some both that we're kind of wishy washy on, but yeah. this is the first time I think that we're both in opposite camps. All right, all right. So we'll we'll, yeah. we'll pay attention to that one as the season goes along and and uh, see who ended up being correct. Could go either way. I, I, if I'm wrong on this one, I'll be, you know, upset wallet wise, but not football wise, because then <laughs> I think that means that we'll be, we will have been getting great football from the San Francisco 49ers at the very. Kyle end. Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo again. Yeah. I don't know how many teams would be as confident in their coach quarterback combination as the 49ers. Completely agree. And for, I, for this coming season, yeah. I would say the, 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 the there's no way the number is higher than three or four. I, I take this under on the eight and a half of the Niners, fully expecting that a year from now, Craig, I'm going to go. I mean, you got to take the Niners over ten and a half wins, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I, Fair I, I fully, I fully expect that to happen. Uh, next up, the Seattle Seahawks. Um, holy hell! <laughs> With the Seattle Seahawks. There's, there's a lot of people missing on this oh, roster. Oh yeah, the legion. There. The legion of boom. There's pretty much no one left. Darren Bevel gone. They bring in Schottenheimer, which you know, anytime you're bringing in a Schottenheimer, you're just, just, things yeah. are just not great for you. You lose Richard Sherman. You lose Michael Bennett. Oh, it's it's just this is not the Seahawk team that we become accustomed to. Hey, you still got Russell Wilson though. Nine wins last year, over under eight for the Seattle Seahawks this year. Craig. Under, yeah, under, under, under. Minus one fifty on the under. Uh, uh, no, I'm I'm fine with the under there. Yeah. I just um, wow. it's just not it's 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 this is not your older brother Seahawks team. No, <laughs> I love the way that yeah you can't even say it's your daddy's. It's your, definitely your older brother's, right? Yeah. Mm. Oh man. Sebastian Janikowski is the place kicker for this team, which people forget, and I think is kind of funny. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. that's gonna be weird to see him mm-hmm. in, uh, in not a Raiders uniform. First round draft pick they spent on that guy. Uh, Dur- uh, Earl Thomas, by the way, isn't gonna be around. That's a big part of this too. Yeah, God, there. And he was the guy who kind of he was the, like of the Legion of Boom. He was the guy who like kind of was the straw that's yeah. the drink that was the I Legion agree. of Boom too. So, yep. Man. All right, under for the Seahawks. I would. I, I think that there's a chance that this is a really like. It's hard to be bad in the NFL when mm. you have a very good quarterback. The Seahawks have a very good quarterback, if, but they might be a bad NFL team with a very yeah. good 
quarterback, and that's tough to accomplish. It could be a three and thirteen type of season for the Seahawks. Where well, we if it's see. not, it's because Wilson miraculously dragging pulled them out of the fire yeah, a few absolutely times, absolutely dragging their asses yeah. out of the fire. NFC North, Chicago Bears, Dell Bears. Um, they fired John Fox. They bring in Matt Nagy, who a lot of people are pretty juiced about. They sign Allen Robinson. They re-sign yeah. Prince of Mukamara. Allen Robinson was a big one. Um, Taylor Gabriel, obviously big. That's a good yeah, one, too. Yeah, a few, few good ones. Um, I, I like their receiving core. I like so Matt Nagy. They're going to be a little frisky this year. Um, last year, five wins. This year, six and a half on the win total. That's precisely where I would have put it. Over under six and a half with the Chicago Bears. Right? This is going to be a hot take one, but I think under. I, and I like... I like the weapons on offense. I do. But mm-hmm. I think that if you uh, asked Matt Nagy, he said to him, Matt, would you trade Mitch Trubisky for one of the guys who's taken the top 11 in the 2018 draft yeah. right now? No questions asked. Yeah. He would tell you, yeah, I no, think. Not even, not even close. Yeah. I, yep. I just – Trubisky, of, of the Chicago – the Chicago Bears – one of the more storied franchises in NFL history have not had what I would call a rich quarterback history. Facing yeah, I agree them, with that. Facing them twice a year, I can say with confidence that Mitch Trubisky is a guy that I do not fear. And maybe the least fearful quarterback that I have ever seen the Chicago Bears come into Detroit with. Oh, that's... Like, I mean, not I even... Pro- I'm probably forgetting a few here and there. Like I know there were some Kyle Orton years there, right? For for Chicago, but yeah, um, yeah there 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 were some bad quarterbacking years in Chicago. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't I, I don't I'm not particularly inspired by Trubisky myself either. So there you go. Yeah. Next up, my beloved Detroit Lions, who they fired Jim Caldwell. They probably a good idea. Yeah, they relieved Terrell Austin. They extend Bob Quinn, who I hope, and they bring in Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia was obviously the big the big offseason thing. Yep. I have no idea how it's going to go with Matt Patricia, but I'm cautiously optimistic. Uh, they bring in Devin Kennard, which I really like. Uh, LeGarrette Blount, Blount they bring in. Um, I just They lose Eric Ebron. This will be the hot take that I, that I have with the Detroit Lions, Craig. That little streak that we have going of not having a 100-yard rusher uh, will come to an end at some point this year. The Detroit okay. Lions will have a running back rush for over 100 yards at some point this season. I'm, I'm excited to actually have a running game. I'm, I'm excited to have running plays come like be a thing again for Detroit. I'm also more excited for the return of play action, Craig. I think oh, they might yeah. actually be able to run a few plays. Well, yeah, I forgot that Detroit, play right? action is something yeah. that happens. I'm really excited for the, like Stafford probably won't know what to do once he's like... Like I, I'm honestly expecting Bad Stafford to like the like the first time they run a successful play action play where the defense bites on it that Stafford is just so frozen by how wide open the receivers are that he holds onto the ball and gets blasted just because he's just like whoa look at all these guys right it's just, this is ridiculous uh, Detroit Lions nine wins last year seven and a half is the win total Craig. I'm I'm gonna say under Pierce. I'm sorry. I, mean, I, I it, to me, if you're gonna bet, you bet the under because I think the other two teams in the division are gonna go over. And yep. if you're gonna find if you're gonna find two overs, you got to go under somewhere. But I mean, seven and a half to me aren't the Detroit Lions a stay away? Yeah, I'm not passionate about the under. I just 
I, I just I, a lot would have to go right for them to go eight and eight this season. Yeah, uh, like eight. And That's eight, how nine, I feel. Eight, like like seven, eight, and nine is the range for the Detroit Lions in terms of wins, as as far as I'm concerned. Possibly I think you'd need more. you'd need. Possibly a couple more uh, if Mr. Fourth yeah. Quarter Matt Stafford does. Yeah, and thing, that's right? that's it. I think you'd need kind of a of uh, a real I'm not gonna say all timer Stafford season, but you'd need very upper end Matt Stafford mm. to get to the nine wins or the eight wins. Yeah. I don't know. Detroit Lions are a stay away from me. Yeah, because here's the thing. I just I think they're gonna have a really hard time stopping people. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Uh Green Bay Packers. Uh Biggest moves for them in the offseason, I would say, um, is firing Capers and Bennett. Yeah. They yeah. Philbert and Pettit. And then other than that, it's just healthy Aaron Rodgers for the Green Bay if, Packers. I, I, Yeah, healthy Aaron Rodgers is a big part of it. I'm a, if I'm a Packers fan, I'm really, really outraged by the fact that McCarthy still has a job. Yeah, it's nonsense. Uh, seven yep. wins last year. Ten is the over-under this year. Uh. Stay, like, you, stay, stay away from me because I think ten is the number for the Green Bay Packers. I think they, I think they come in second in this division with ten wins. Yeah, I think they come in second in the division too. I think that the Packers are a playoff team, but you're essentially betting on nothing bad happening to Aaron Rodgers. That's, yeah, you know, because like he's got to carry this team. Uh, yeah. Like I think they'll be a little bit better on defense. I like some of the guys I've got on defense, but uh, offensively he's going to have to carry them a little bit up just because. Of course he is. He's Aaron Rodgers. Um, and if he's healthy, he will carry them because he's Aaron Rodgers. That's that's what he does. Um, but, yeah, they're going to need some things to go their way. Fantasy-wise, have you done any mocks or anything like that, Craig? Um, if, no, nothing no. nothing significant. Okay. No. So uh, do you have uh, – whereabouts – would you be able to tell me whereabouts Jimmy Graham is going fantasy-wise this year? And I've – couldn't even begin to guess. Um, I, I'm just curious, like I, because I, I, I don't really play fantasy football anymore. I was, I was curious as to where Jimmy Graham was was going and where guys would think that, you know, what kind of what his touchdown totals would be like. Because it seems I don't know a lot of talk about Jimmy Graham and and uh, Aaron Rodgers being in sync. You know. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, I would, uh, I would suggest that. Well, you know, it's it's been a little while since Rodgers had a dependable tight end, probably mm-hmm. the Jermichael Finley era, um, and even that Ooh, was wow. super yeah. dependable. Um, yeah, I, I I I guess that could be all right. I just don't know how much the offense is going to depend on tight ends. But hey, if you've got bad tight ends and all of a sudden you have Jimmy Graham, maybe you make some changes. Mm-hmm. Next up, the Minnesota Vikings. This is going to be number six of my big seven. Mm-hmm. Minnesota Vikings uh, lost Pat Shermer, bring in DeFilippo or DeFilippo, sorry. Uh, biggest offseason acquisition for them. Obviously, they lose Case Keenum, but they bring in Kirk Cousins, three years, eighty-four million dollars. They bring in Sheldon Richardson as well to help depth-wise. It's going to be number six of seven for me, Craig. The Minnesota Vikings, 13 wins last year, 10 wins this year, over for me on the Minnesota Vikings. And the funny thing is, um, the public is heavily on the over, and so are the Sharps, Craig. So Vegas is standing to currently lose a lot of money if the Minnesota Vikings have a successful season. Yeah, um, I, I was saying to you, and I stand by this, I don't know if the Vikings necessarily bought themselves a much higher ceiling. It's hard to win more than 13 games in the NFL. Mm-hmm. 
But what the Vikings did do when they went out and signed Kirk Cousins was they, they really, really made the floor yeah. pretty high for that mm-hmm. team. It's a high, high floor because you're going to get a pendable quarterback play plus a fantastic roster. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I like the team a lot. I think they're the overs the bet. All right, last division, NFC South, the Atlanta Falcons, who pretty much, like, I mean, status quo I've said a couple times on the, on this podcast, but, man, the Falcons, not like, like not much other than, oh, hey, we lost this guy, replace him with this, you know, easily serviceable guy who we're not going to pay a lot of money to. So pretty much bringing back the same roster they had last year. I think a lot of people are sleeping on the Falcons this year, Craig. Ten wins last year, over under nine in the this year. I'm, the Falcons are going to be an over for me, Craig. Yeah, they're over for me too. Yeah, I just I I just think we're sleeping on them. I, I think like for whatever reason they're not the quote unquote sexy team anymore, you know. And yeah, I I I have no idea why. Uh, next up, this will be the last of my team. Seven of seven of my big seven here. The Carolina Panthers last year had 11 wins. This year their over-under is nine, and I'm here to tell you that I like the under on the on the Panthers, Craig. They fire Mike Shula. They bring in Herney and Turner. I just, I, I don't. They signed Dontari Poe. That was probably the biggest offseason signing. It's, it's. I don't know. I don't know how much I like North Turner, who has never liked the running, improvised kind of do things as I as I see them quarterback, and now he's quarterbacking with Cam Newton. I just think those two are going to rub each other the wrong way. I think Carolina overachieved a little bit last year, and. Uh, yeah, I agree I, with. I'm expecting big regression for them, so I like. The I agree with pretty much Panthers. everything you just said. Yeah. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm big in the Panthers uh, Panthers under. Yeah. I'm right with you. New Orleans Saints, eleven wins last year, nine and a half. Is the over under this year? I like the over. Yeah. I mean, pretty much. This status, is an underrated roster. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much status quo for them. So you, you like the over on the Saints, nine and a half? Yep. Do they win yep. this division, Craig? Oh yes. Okay. All right. I, I think d- I think they're better than Atlanta's. But Do I they? think okay. so. I think I think goes Atlanta, New Orleans, Atlanta, and then I think that Carolina and Tampa are going to be right neck and neck. I think too many people are are sleeping on the Falcons. I honestly think this division comes down to the head to head games between the Falcons and the Saints. And I know that, that as like, it did for oh so many years. Yeah, you know, as it has for oh so many years exactly. <laughs> yeah. And and just like and I those realized- games are over the years like in the breeze ryan era those, yeah. these games have always been really fun yeah and there's yeah. yeah there's always been some like overtime game or some like big yep. julio jones or big like uh Drew jimmy Brees, graham marcus Colston, whatever who would, you know, the, awesome. the people yeah. over the years like oh my god darren sproles had a 40 yard touchdown run in the fourth yeah. quarter type stuff yeah yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm i realize i'm not some super genius in saying <laughs> the division comes down to those two in the head-to-head matchups but honestly sometimes football is just that simple and i i, I honestly think it just comes down I also think it's incredibly appropriate that we are doing this particular team last on this podcast since it's exactly where they belong. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Craig. Five wins last year, six and a half this year. Um, Surrounded by the Karma Gods, who I think are ready to kick them right in the testicles. Uh, Obviously, their starting quarterback will be missing the first several games of the season. 
I mean, are they here start- comes Ryan Fitzpatrick? I was gonna say, are they starting Ryan Fitzpatrick? Is that the is that is that the uh, that the, is the is plan? That, is that he uh, will be the, the starting quarterback for the first three weeks? Uh, biggest offseason acquisition. They bring in Bo Allen. Uh, biggest roster move they did. Mike Evans, five year extension, eighty two and a half million. Five wins, six and a half this year. Uh, I just I under for me with the Bucks. I th- I think they get slapped so hard by by the football and karma gods that they, I I think they're another five win season is is headed for the Bucks. What say you? Yep, I'm I'm with you. Yeah. I just think this like this is a bad organization with mm-hmm. bad decision makers, and that just doesn't seem like it's going to go away. Why does Dirk Cotter still have a job? Why yeah. Why are they still thinking Jameis Winston is the quarterback that's going to be helpful for them going forward here? The defense, I don't think, is going to be any good. Like, okay, you traded for Jason Pierre-Paul. Great, whatever. Um, no, this is, it's a it's a bad bad organization, bad team. Yeah, so silly. Uh, so that's it for the over-under win totals. Uh, to recap, my big seven, Texans over, Titans under, Giants over, Rams over, Niners under, and we'll keep an eye on that one between you and me, Craig. Vikings mm-hmm. over. And yep. Panthers under. I really like that Vikings over at ten. I like I like the Vikings over. I love the Vikings. And you know over. me. I never I never unless your name's Patriots. It has, it's got to be a special special scenario for me to take an over when when you're given double digits. Yep. Uh, so so that tells you how much I like the Minnesota Vikings I'm, this year. I'm with you on the Vikings over. Mm-hmm. Um, where I'm also with you. Uh, I shouldn't say with you, but uh, my, some of my my favorites with that, that Cowboys under. Mm-hmm. I. I'm probably going to place that bet as soon as we end this podcast. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm, I do think yeah. you should. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'm really into the Cowboys under. And you know, the other one I liked was uh, uh, that Houston over, like you said. That's yeah. Give me that Houston over all day. Yeah, I agree. Um, crossover podcast available at thecrossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and soundcloud.com slash crossoverpodcast. You can also email us at contact at thecrossoverpodcast.com. And the Twitter account is at Empire Six. Um, I, we have no plans for next week, but I'm sure I'll think of something. And then the week after that, Craig, um, it's football time. We're making we're, we're right. making our week one predictions, and it is going to be fantastic. Are you defending the title, or is Bill? I feel like Bill is. So we'll, we'll... it's Colin. Oh no, sorry, no, sorry, sorry. I thought you were talking fantasy. Oh, uh, no, 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 it's uh, it's uh, sorry, yeah, it's little, Bill. Little, it's my, yeah. yeah, it's my brother again. Excuse me. Yeah, sorry. I think I think it's Bill. All right, so we're, Bill will be making his triumphant return in two weeks, and the three of us will be sitting together talking actual spreads. I'm so excited. Uh, my nipples can cut glass right now. We're so close, mm-hmm. and I'm so excited, and we're so close. Uh, Craig Needles, thanks for doing this, and we got this done in pretty efficient time. Good sir. All right. Uh, all right. So uh, we'll talk to you next week with something on the crossover podcast, probably back on the comic book side. But uh, take care, everybody, and see you next week.